BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. What a week. What a week. Uh, B Brothers. What's up, man? Sunday action. What's up, Brother B? You know what? I um, I tried to watch it, believe it or not, and I put a video up on our, on our Facebook page. I saw that. Uh, found a bar up the street that was showing the Colts game. I left with about two minutes to go to the, to the, to the half, and I'm like, ah, oh, man. But I was able to update some scores, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Um. And I'm going to ask you a question about some of your some of your postings because I know sometimes you passionately post. Passionately. I guess, for lack of a better term, I was holding back today again. too. You were, you were. I've seen you a lot worse. I've seen you a lot worse. All right, before we get into that, what is your thoughts on touchdown celebrations and players getting fined? Because apparently, uh, Tyreek Hill, who plays for the Dolphins, uh, did a little celebration dance where he grabbed, he got in the end zone was doing his dance, whatever, grabbed a cell phone from somebody that was taping it, you know, did a selfie thing, put it back, and now the NFL is going to fine him, saying it was taunting because he used a prop during his celebration. So, so what is your thought? What, what is out of control? $10,000, the last time he, when he flashed a piece zone and went to the inside, ten grand. What is your thoughts? Is it, are we not able to have fun? Like, what's, what's they, the deal? They've really lightened up on celebrations. So this one is kind of an odd one for me, though, because, like, I get the whole not wanting to have props. Like, a few – it's been more than a few years ago, but, like, Joe Horn had a marker inside of his wristband, and someone had a cell phone uh, that they pulled out of out of their sock. You know, that 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 I totally get. Right? Yeah, for but sure. Like, if you – like, that's, this is no different to me than if, like, you run over to the sideline, grab someone's popcorn, and shove it all, you know, like, yeah. pour it all over yourself. Like, right. you know, he didn't endanger anybody. He didn't do anything. It was actually a pretty funny celebration. Um, so, I mean, in, in my opinion, if it's okay when a defensive back makes an interception and then them and the entire defense run 85 yards down to the opposite end zone and do their yeah. little poses and flexes, like, I, I think this is ridiculous. I, now, I, I will be honest, I hadn't heard uh, that he was getting fined. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, but, the, I mean, they've loosened up a lot on celebrations, right? Like, it used to be like you could basically do nothing but 
spike the ball. And uh, it's funny you say that. Ago. Back at back in the day when I was working for the Colts, true story. If you remember, I don't know the year, but I know it's you know the year we had Manning and 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 Brackett and everybody. If you remember before kickoff, I would play here I go, and mm-hmm. they would go back and forth, and then the NFL said, no, can't do that because it's considered taunting. When they were just dis- all they were doing was rocking back and forth. They weren't like throwing their hands up. They weren't. Yeah, they called seriously. They called it taunting when they would get like down the ground and do that. I know I can't dance, but that was considered taunting. We had to stop it. That's insane. I I, I I did not know that actually. Yeah, I, I, I was almost gonna go with that. You know, I was almost gonna back. That's back when I was on the radio. I was almost gonna like you know blurb about that and say, "Come on, man!" But obviously, I didn't want to mess up the gig at the time. But that's all they right. were doing. They were just they weren't stepping out of formation. They were just kind of rocking back and forth. Kind of leaning forward a bit, maybe looking a little menacing, depending on what side of the what side of the coin you're on. And they considered that to be taunting. Yeah, that's and we crazy. had to stop. That's and we crazy. had to stop. I mean, and, I guess if it's the whole team, it does seem organized. But like, <laughs> organized. I mean, here's the thing: like you can literally sway back and forth to any song. It could be yeah. Morgan Wallen for that matter, like yeah. or Taylor Swift. There we go, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can rock back and forth to everything, and for 11 guys to do it at the same time, that's unheard of. No, that's that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I remember that. I was just, and that's, you know, again, that was back in the, back in a different era. I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, and I was, you know, every time I was told I couldn't do something, it was more, it's minor stuff behind the scenes people didn't know, but I'm like, man, you got to effing kidding me. And Pete Ward, like, man, you know, it's the, it's the league, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and I did, you know, they'd have to talk me off the ledge, but I don't know. I just... I just thought I just thought it was silly. I don't know what else is silly, but please tell me that Pat McAfee did not pay a million dollars to get Aaron Rodgers on TV to get this interview. I'm reading Man, that. Man, I saw that. Like, that's here's crazy. The thing. Uh, this is this is what's really weird. And I mean, Pat said it himself, right? So yeah. like, um, I mean, it's it's obviously true. Uh, you know, where's he getting money from? ESPN put this dude, up, or Pat put this up on his own back? We talked about Pat a couple of shows ago, and and how he's just exploded. You know, from sure. going to the podcast to Barstool, and then to to his own show, and now he's been picked up by ESPN for a show. He does College Game Day, and he's got a contract with the WWE. So a million dollars is probably nothing compared to what he even got back in sponsorships and commercial rights for having Aaron Rodgers on the show. What right. really shocks me is like, if they're homies, uh, you know, you don't charge, like, you don't charge your boy. Well, like that. It, it's it, there. There's two scenarios here, right? Like if you're well off and your boy isn't, and you're like, Hey, let me hook you up with some money. He's like, no, I'm not doing it free. Okay. Come on my show. And I'm going to throw you a million dollars. It's going to be sponsorship money anyway. Okay. Right. I get that. But Aaron Rodgers makes like fifty million dollars a year. A yeah, million dollars to him he, he would be either. like, "Hey, Alex, let me give you five hundred bucks for being on the B Brothers show, right?" Like, I mean, it really? just doesn't make. You any got a sponsor sense. lined up? We got sponsorship money coming. We're in? working Not on yet. it. We're working. We're working on, on it. it. Uh, the B Brothers show at gmail dot com for anybody who's interested. <laughs> <laughs> I get it in at least once each show. We're gonna find some I, people soon, though. I just saw that, like you know, a million dollars on reading this, and I know that you know. Uh, a lot of times, a lot of these celebs will put up their own money because obviously they want, you know, they want their stuff to look good. I mean, Dr. Dre put additional money up for the Super Bowl to make sure the production was good. So I get that. But when I saw a million dollars, and then I forgot, wait a minute, Aaron Rodgers, this dude makes bank. It's not, right. he's not like he's Kaepernick and needs a couple dollars. Listen, Pat, you know I mean? if you're if you're listening to the show, which I know you're not, but just in the event that you happen to <laughs> tune in for this like five second skip, don't pay Aaron Rodgers a million dollars to come on the show. Look, I'll come on the show for twenty five bucks and a whopper with cheese, man. It's easy yep. as that. 
Yeah, I'll even go to just a double hamburger. I'll make it even cheaper. Ah, uh, see. How about that? I, see? I, I, I need Burger King in my life, man. They've closed like every <laughs> Burger King within like a 10 or 15 minute drive. I know it's crazy. We don't even have anyone like one out here. It's like really crazy the way the the way the restaurants and stuff are scattered. Like, Burger God, I miss. See, now you're making me hungry. And I yeah, had I'm, lunch. I am hungry. I am hungry. I'm all. All right, hungry so we now. are we are recording this right after the game, pretty pretty quick, uh, I should say. And I saw a headline. I'm going to ask you about it before we break down the game. Um, they're thinking maybe Anthony Richardson is considering having that shoulder, which will basically knock him out the rest of the season. So, yeah, so they even talked about it. I guess the sideline reporter had interviewed him, and she asked him, like, hey, you know, what's the likelihood of this season-ending surgery? Uh, mm-hmm. And he literally, his his answer was, I just don't know yet. Um, so I think – you know, this report might be a little bit too soon, might be a little bit exaggerated and overblown. It might be mm. like a cat licking its butt in the background. I know. <laughs> no, I, I, need, it, I really need a backdrop. Uh, I, I got to get that. We, we got to get that green screen in for you. But yes. But no, like, I think it's obviously an entire possibility because, you know, here's the thing. He's out a minimum of three more weeks after this debacle of this week. If we mm-hmm. come out and and look the same for the next three weeks, uh, then why not? you know, go ahead yeah. and have season ending surgery. So you're not doing it in, you know, the, the middle of the off season in February and risking them not being ready for camp. Go right. ahead and do it. You know, like the only downside the is he doesn't get any like more team on the field time on the field, but like, right. But if this if is the rebuilding season that you say that it is, it shouldn't be an issue. Right. I mean, no Colts fans should just say, you know what they did say is rebuilding season, whatever. So let, let's, let's be 1000% safe. Let him get the surgery or whatever. Was we'll kind of bite the bullet the rest of the season and come back twenty four really lit up. Yeah, no, and and that's kind of what I'm lending the thought towards there. But like the downside of that is, as part of the growing season, part of the rebuilding season, was getting a guy who had only had thirteen starts in his career prior to coming to the NFL some time under center, right? So uh, you know that's the that's the devil's advocate to the surgery route. Um, now, you know, the thing is, is including today, um, aside from the performance, every game of those four games are winnable games. Like we got the Browns next week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like if they win two or three of the two or three of these remaining ones, um, y- you know, you might look at him coming back sooner. He's young. He's 20, what, 21 years old. Yeah, so he should be able to bounce back. back. It is a sprain. So that's usually a four to eight week recovery time. Um, the only thing that makes me nervous about the talk of surgery is that there's talk of surgery, right? Like, is the sprain that bad? Because usually you don't really start talking about surgery unless there's unless some you know kind it's of gonna reconstruction, do worse. right? Reconstruction or weakness. Like, was it sprained to the point where they feel any added pressure, um, you know, could actually end up in another sprain or a tear? That's the only reason you do surgery. So, how severe is this injury? I mean, we know the Colts have a history of not being exactly forthcoming no uh, about who, injuries with their stars. No, no. We've learned, we have learned that the hard way. You know, delayed reactions, you know, uh, Lux, you know, obviously yep. unscripted, you know, retirement or whatever. And The whole so Peyton I, Neck thing, too, man. Oh, like, man, that was crazy. Yeah, that was Darius very Leonard. I, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 not, it's not an occurrence anymore. It's a trend with this team and this ownership. Uh, Because it's went across multiple GMs, multiple coaches. So it literally points to the front office uh, and Jim Mercy at that point. Like, at at some point, I don't know what he has to gain unless he's afraid of season ticket sales going down by being so dishonest about these injuries over the last decade. 
Do you think a lot of teams are doing that too? Or you think, I mean, obviously it's not just us, but do you think from you from what you can recall, based yeah, on mean, you know previous headline, anybody else might be kind of skewing the. It's not necessarily telling a lie per se, but like kind of like maybe withholding the real truth and just telling us what, us Colts fans what we want to hear. So oh, again, I, people don't panic. I think I think so, and I think it's it's not just about the fans and the panic. It's about the game planning, right? Um, but like, you know teams obviously aren't going to game plan for Anthony Richardson for at least three weeks, but like at the beginning of the neck thing with Peyton, remember that he was on the sidelines and they're like, Oh, he might come back. He might come yeah. back. And then all that, of a sudden we, like, no, he ain't coming back. Nope. Um, you know, Andrew Luck was, was the same, like, and then they rushed him back and then he was gone again and then he was back and then he was gone. And we never, we still to this day don't know the severity of the injury that he had as he retired from football. Um, you know, Shaquille Leonard is, is, uh, another perfect example. This dude's been on the shelf for basically two years. Um, and that's another story talking about him, you know, he's definitely, uh, he's done. Um, but like, I, I mean, there was zero honesty from the organization and what was going on with Darius. They tried to rush him back. He played like two quarters and was out for another year. Um, you know, so I think every team does it strategically and I'm sure every team does it occasionally to try to influence the fans or the ticket sales. But mm -hmm. I feel like the Colts are uh, considerably deeper of an offender than anybody else I've seen. Now that's, wow. I'm in this fan base, right? I, I hear right, no, the no, local sure. media. I don't hear the local Buffalo media. I don't hear the local yeah. Cincinnati media right, talking right, right. about Joe Burrow, which there, you know, has obviously been some issues with him in the hamstring. So, right. you know, uh, I, I'm, I, I'm speaking without all of the information, but from what I have seen, there's nobody even uh, a fraction as bad as the Colts are as far as lying to their fan base and, and, or just at least the sin of omission when it comes Fibby, to these yeah. major stars. The sin, I like the sin, of, the sin of omission because obviously based on some of your posts, Minshew's not the answer, okay, obviously from what I'm seeing because 37-20 is not bad. But I'm looking at the scoring, right? So we really didn't do nothing first or second quarter. We were It seems like we were absent in the third quarter. Got a little bit in the fourth. What happened? I mean, the very first drive of the game, they drove. It looked great. It was like a 16-play drive. Ended up in three points, which is disappointing, but points are points, right? Especially on the road. Um, but it, it the bottom fell out from there. Uh, it, it was so crazy. Uh, one of the announcers said, you know, Minshew had gone 200 passes without an interception, and literally he said that as Minshew was throwing the ball, which was his it, first of three interceptions in the game. Oh, I saw um, one of them was it was in second it was in the second quarter, like I said before it was before halftime. I saw it. And yeah. I was just like put my I was just like, oh god, I don't want to tell like the waitress what game we're watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because you know they, of course everybody's watching. You know they're all watching all the other teams, whatever. I'm like, oh look, there's a TV at the Colts game on and. Yeah, oh. those those so he's first two the interceptions they weren't they weren't even like good defensive plays they were awful throws absolutely Errors. awful the third one it is what it is it's in slop time you're trying to 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 pick up points but it effectively ended the game too um, the score wasn't as close as 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 it showed no. on the scoreboard uh, th there was very little to to celebrate about this game. I mean, I've got a laundry list of, of complaints. I, d I don't know. I know you've got some questions for me based on my post. Maybe I'll hit those up in a few minutes. What else you got? I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Where do you think they go from here? If obviously Richardson's going to be probably not, let's just say for the next two or three weeks, what do you think has to happen before next week? I mean, do you think this is just an anomaly, or do you think 
man, you know, because it seemed like we got a little bit excited from the last game, and then we come to this one. And again, 37-20 is not horrible. I mean, it's not a win. It's a three. That's three scores. That's horrible. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> you should never I'm lose trying to be by a little, double I'm, digits or more. I'm, no, trying, I'm, I'm it, trying to be a little optimistic. No, optimistic is fine. Honestly, there's not too many places to go, right? Um, I mean... So you, you asked about Minshew, my comments about Minshew. Yeah. What I'm kind of commenting when I say that Minshew ain't it is, you you know, the typical Indianapolis sports fan is like, oh, sit AR for the rest of the season, start Minshew. No, he's a backup. You yeah. can win you two or three games. And you've heard me say this probably half a dozen times since we started recording this season. Uh, he can win you two or three games out of four or five, maybe six. Um, you know, he can get you over the edge when your quarterback's out for four to six weeks, right? He could win somewhere around half of those, but he's not the guy that you hook your, your cart to, to ride in the, in the long run. Uh, that being said, there, there's nobody else, right? I mean, he's probably still the best backup in the league. There's nobody you're going to sign. There's nobody you're going to trade for because you're not looking for a franchise guy. You're looking for a stopgap, whether that's three more weeks or the rest of the season or anywhere in between. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, the 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 bigger issue to me is still the wide receivers on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, what we don't see on those picks is, you know, the receivers weren't getting a lot of separation in this game at all. Uh, and that could be where the desperation in those interceptions came from. Uh, Alec Pierce had a little bit better of a game. Pittman had a lot of good stuff, but it's all dink and dunk stuff. The only receiver for the Colts that's really performing well is the rookie Josh Downs. Um, so there's a, a lot of rumors going on right now that the Colts may trade for uh, Jerry Judy from the Broncos, which, you know, you flip a coin on that, but it's worth a shot because it won't cost us a lot. Uh, right. I think after today, that is one move. And then, you know, Juju Brent's had an interception. He's played really well since he started playing. Uh, but at the end of the day, we're starting two rookie cornerbacks, and that showed today. Uh, the defensively, there was there was no real pressure on Trevor Lawrence. Um, wide receivers were wide open several times. Um, it seemed like every time they needed seven yards, we got we let them get eight. Uh, it, it kind of looked like you know old Jim Caldwell defense has been, but don't break. <laughs> um, and, and that brings up an entirely different subject. Um, and I'm not by any means going to start calling for anybody's job yet. Yes, but. Um, I thought this defense was really good. And they flashed a stat today that they're the 28th ranked defense in the NFL out of 32 teams. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then, you know, I started thinking about this performance. I started thinking about the way they performed in the first half of the Rams and then in the overtime when they just basically let the Rams walk down the field with a practice routine is what it felt right. like in overtime. I thought about, you know, the amount of, of crazy things that has happened to this defense – um, and, and yeah, part of it is, is injuries. Part of it is not properly stocking the team with defensive backs. Part of it is you've got two rookie cornerbacks st- uh, starting. Um, but you know, at what point do we start questioning Gus Bradley as a defensive coordinator of this team? I think is a real question that it's not time to ask it yet. As far as is he, is it time to move on past him and only a second? But we're queuing it up. We're, we're but queuing yeah, up the it, it, it's time to start paying attention. Um, because, you know, as weak as the secondary is, the front seven of the defense, uh, front six, because I am not a Shaquille Leonard fan right now. Um, I'm a fan of his, but he's just, like I said earlier, he's done. There's nothing left in the tank there. Uh, but the six of the front seven are some of the best in the league. 
Um, mm. You know, so is it Gus Bradley? Is it the scheme? Is it the poor fielding of players that Chris Ballard did in the secondary? Is it the fact that we've got two rookies starting who will be good corners, just they're, they've got to grow? Is it a little bit of everything I just mentioned? That's probably the most likely scenario. Hmm. Anybody stand out to you today that, you know, I, I, obviously outside, you know, the loss is a loss, but anybody that for what we did do stood out where you would have confidence for them to do something even better the next game? Yeah, uh, it, uh, Downs, Josh Downs, our rookie wide receiver, I mentioned him earlier. He is quietly putting together an incredible season. He reminds me of T.Y. Hilton. Uh, he's oh, wow. got the speed. He's got the route running. He's got the hands. Um, I, I don't know if, if one of his uh, ball, one of the balls that got thrown his way that he didn't catch was blamed on him as a drop, but coming into this game, he had over 30 catches without a drop, which is the most – uh, to start a career in Colts rookie history. That includes Marvin Harrison. That includes Raymond Berry. That includes Reggie Wayne. That includes T.Y. Hilton. Wow. Uh, anybody ever drafted by the Colts, 30 without a drop. That's that's pretty incredible. The kid's fast. Uh, he's got a great double move. Um, he's got a, an eye for the ball. He can get away, and he's he's got incredible breakaway speed. Um, so, you know, I, I'm really excited to see that. The biggest question mark that came out of this game for me, um, and and I really wish I had the sensor button handy because I really want to drop an F-bomb, uh, why the F did we only run the ball five times in the first 20 minutes of this game? Gardner Minshew is not Peyton Manning. You have Jonathan Taylor, who you just paid $14 million to, and I get it, he's on a snap count, right? He's not getting the full workload yet. Uh, but what about Zach Moss, who had 165 yards rushing just last week? They didn't even try to run the ball. Five, what do you think that is? I don't know. It was Frank Reich-esque. And, yeah, and by, the time, by the time they started to run the ball, it was too late. You can't run the ball when you're down three scores in the second half. That, that makes sense. I'm yeah. talking about the, especially the first quarter and a large portion of the second quarter. Um, you have arguably the best running back duo in the NFL, and they touched the ball five times. Zach that Moss had, I think, if I, I'd have to look at stats, but it's close. I bet you Zach Moss had more receptions than he had rushing attempts. Wow. And that's like, I don't know if Shane was trying to get cute. I don't know if Gardner Minshew was checking out of runs at the line because he saw something in the defense. I don't know if the game plan was to take them off guard by passing so much with Minshew. But, like, Gardner Minshew should not be throwing the ball 50-plus times in a game. No. No. And not as your secondary, anyway. No. No. Well, no. It, 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 there's very few quarterbacks. I wouldn't want Anthony Richardson throwing the yeah. ball 50 times in a game when you have Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. Peyton Manning threw the ball 50 times in a game because he had Joseph Adai and Donald Brown. Yeah. He wasn't throwing the ball no 50 times a game when Edger and James was back there. No. <laughs> no. That's true. No. That's true. And if he was, it was because we were in Tampa Bay down 28 in the fourth quarter, right? Like, it wasn't right. a regular thing. Um, so, you know, it, it just felt like there was not a single phase of the game outside of Matt Gabe continuing to be automatic on every He's a beast. kicks. He's a beast. He's a beast. There was really, outside of Matt Gay and Josh Downs, um, there was really nothing that went right today. 
So, you know, what I'm hoping, you know, the homer in me, the fan in me is saying, maybe this is just a bad game. There's some kind of curse over us whenever we go to Jacksonville. Like, the, la the year Carson Wentz was here, and all we needed to do was beat Jacksonville, who was an awful, awful team that year, uh, to get to the playoffs. And we lost by, like, 27 or something ridiculous Oof. like that. There is just an absolute – and they had nothing to play for. They were like a one- or two-win team at the time, and, and we were winning in. Right. Um, and, and we pooped our big boy pants. And uh, so crazy stat for you now. Um, granted, this is provided that a scenario doesn't happen where we play Jacksonville in the playoffs, but the next opportunity to beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville uh, will be next season in 2024, uh, meaning that it will have been 10 years since we won a game in Jacksonville. Maybe it's the weather. Maybe we're just not used to that. Because the weather looked pretty good on the TV from what I saw. So, I mean, maybe it's just it, it was environment. I don't know. Sunny. It, it could be. But, like, what doesn't make sense about this is, is first of all, we're an indoor team. So we're not built for cold weather anyway. Yeah. Second of all, um, it's different players. It's different coaches. It's different GMs. So, like, there's there's nobody that's linked I mean, there's probably nobody on this team from even seven years ago, maybe Ryan Kelly. I can't remember. He's either in year six or year seven, let alone 10 years ago. So, you know, I don't know if it's some kind of just demon that's hanging over that continues to transfer from generation to generation of these Colts teams or what it is. But Jacksonville is um, it's a hellhole for the Colts. It doesn't matter what team's there. Hell, Peyton even struggled to win in Jacksonville sometimes. Yeah, that's that's a jinx. We got two more two games at home, right? Got the mm -hmm. Browns and the Saints. What is your uh, what is your predictable outcome based on the situation of? I mean, I don't, you don't want to base it on today, obviously, but if if they got their if they got their act together, do you see these as potential wins? They should be. Yeah, I mean, especially the Browns. Deshaun Watson has also hurt their bazillion dollar guaranteed quarterback they traded. Mm -hmm. excuse me traded for from houston um he's hurt he might be back next week but even if he is first week back from an injury especially lower body body injury is always hit or miss you know he could come out blazing but most of the time that's not what happens um you know the browns are a team that are also struggling to find their identity right now um so you know at home that that should be a w um you know if, if if the team that showed up against Baltimore and the team that showed up against Tennessee is the team that shows up, uh, it should be an easy W. The Saints as well. Derek Carr is hurt. I don't know if he'll be back by then or not. But, again, they're a, a team that's struggling to find their identity. They have a better defense. Um, but realistically, you know, it, it, the next two games should be wins. But if the team that showed up today shows up, we could not win another game all season. Right. And I'm good with Which, that too. You know, that's originally that's what, everybody what we said. thought was going to happen, right? Two yeah, or that three was wins. The plan. I mean, at at three and fourteen or four and thirteen, and, and they're not going to lose every game left on the season. We got Houston right. on the schedule, uh, but like, <laughs> let's say they win five games, they will be in a serious position to be able to go out and draft a player that's going to impact the long term future of this team, like a Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, you know, or at least they'll be close enough where it won't cost them as many assets to trade up um, mm -hmm. to to get them. Uh, so, you know, that's that's the other interesting part of that. 
Um, but you know, uh, not, I don't bring a lot of college into our conversations cause I'm far from a college football expert, but Caleb may struggled and looked pretty bad against Notre Dame over the weekend. And he's a projected first pick of the draft going most likely to the bears, uh, because they have Carolina's pick and, and their pick right now. I think they occupy the first two picks of the draft. That's crazy. Um, uh, you know, chances are he's a bear. Uh, but like if, if he continues a downward slide, what does that do? Does that change the decision of the draft? What if Justin Fields start balling out the rest of the year? Does that change what the Bears do with that pick? Um, you know, could that mean that if Justin Fields balls out, or if they do take Caleb May um, first overall, do they take Marvin Harrison Jr. second overall and and tie the two together for their entire careers? I hope not, because Chicago's where receivers and quarterbacks go to die. Um, <laughs> they're in Cleveland. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's a pretty powerful position. So I don't I don't know if if Harrison Jr. is going to be there, you know, unless the Colts are picking two or three, which is very unlikely. Even if they lose out, Chicago and Carolina may not win three games total this year. Wow. It would be kind of cool if we had if we had Harrison Jr., wouldn't it? Oh, I'd love it. I mean, and he's a kind of bring back too. a little, kind of bring back a little, you know, a little nostalgia. All right, one more question before we wrap. I don't know, you know where we're at time wise. Probably what we're 20, good. Twenty five. We're good. Twenty twenty eight. Right. We're good. Okay, this is totally not. This is sports related, but not football related. So I read, and not just I read on Facebook like most people do. They start quoting the most inaccurate sources. <sighs> um, that Reebok is going to get back into the basketball shoe business. Okay, now hold on, let me finish, because you already know where I'm going to go. So Shaquille O'Neal is supposed to head up this division, and he's bringing Allen Iverson along. Now, as long as, as, long as AI stays away from the checkbook, they should be okay. Dude, <laughs> dude, the, dude, the dude doesn't know how to bounce checkbook, obviously. <clears throat> Do you think, are people going to care? Yeah, man. Really? I mean, here's what you're doing. You're, you're, you're tapping on the shoulder of my generation. And my generation isn't just my generation. My generation is the parents and even grandparents to a certain degree for those that got started young, um, you know, of the current generation. Right. So, like, if you tap on that memory shoulder. Right. And and we've already seen a lot of stuff happening down that realm um, with some of the stuff that they're bringing back and they're remaking. And it's like Mm -hmm. all the stuff from my childhood. I know you're such an old man that you're like, you're like, you know what, 10, 15 years older than me. Right. So there's a lot of gap between what our generations did. I'll joke. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm still like the Bears Super Bowl from like Dick and you know, the Jordan Bulls are like, I mean, I'm old school like that. I'm old school. But here's the thing. Reebok was what was up in the nineties, bro. Is Reebok and Adidas. Nike. I had one of those really starting to, to, to get, you know, momentum because of Jordan. Um, but like Nike, it was second fiddle to, to definitely Adidas and probably Reebok. So, you know, the only thing that they could do to make this better is bring Penny Hardaway in on it too. But like, <laughs> you've got literally like one of the tallest dudes ever. And one of the shortest True. dudes when it comes to basketball ever, there's some killer marketing, like some, the rock Kevin Hart type stuff that they could. No, do I think that. so. I think so too. I just, saw I think that. it's I great. Like, I, I, you know, cause I had a pair of those black, those, uh, do you remember the Reebok black tops? They had mm-hmm. like the little ball where you can like, I had a pair of those. Believe the pump ups? So yeah, the pump, yeah, that's it. And, I just I don't think you know again none against Reebok or whatever, but I mean I don't know I I hope it works. Put it this way I hope it works. 
I hope that you know it gives people other options to show that there's there's other stuff out there besides Air Jordans and everything else. And I hope it does work. I just I just don't think yet. When I think of basketball shoes, I'm gonna go sports. I just don't I just don't think of it. And maybe Shaq and AI will change that for us. We'll have to see. I think it's a brilliant move. It's nostalgic. I, I they'll. They'll make their money. I don't think they're going to go and take over the shoe market. I mean, you've got Nike, you've got Under Armour, you've got, uh, you know, Reebok, you've got Adidas, you've got Chucks. You know, like, they're just, there's really, I think the days of one shoe brand dominating are over. Hell, there are basketball players that wear New Balance, the dad shoes. You know, Yeah, the, dad, the blue and white dad shoes. Freaking, uh, they're so comfortable, right? Like, they are. I mean, and they make a runner shoe, and they make an athletic shoe, and they make a basketball shoe now. It's not just like the walking shoes. Um, Do you have dad shoes? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I, I've got – The, blue, I've the got, blue and white ones too? No, 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 no. I've got the okay. gray ones. Um, and then I have <laughs> I have the ultimate dad shoe now, which are Hey Dudes. I don't know if you've seen them, but they're basically no. like slippers um, that have a dress shoe feel. They're so light and so comfortable, man. It's a, I got mine off of Amazon for like 40 or 50 bucks. They're the best thing I've ever done, but – there's no doubt they're 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 basically just a slightly more respectable version of Crocs, but that's something you'll never see on my feet. <laughs> I was waiting to try to get me, get me some like bootleg uh, Yeezys and stuff when when he broke off with Adidas, you know, because I know they were going to try to liquidate that stuff. That would have been kind of cool, but anyway, right. we don't want to drift too far off. So you have been listening to the uh, to the. The Al, what are we calling this again? We call this the B Brothers show, man. What the, the hell? Are you been, I, you're on I, camera, so I know you haven't been smoking anything. I, I think have no. Mention is setting in, right? Yet, yes. It's just like, <laughs> wait a minute. But you know, it's cool. We start off with a Miles Monday thing, and then Miles is like, "Hey, look, we got to get this, whatever." You know, we're part of the All Indiana Podcast Network, which we're really stoked yep. about. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's forcing us to become better broadcasters and communicators by have, us having to watch our potty mouse. We've done really and good, man. We've we killed really it. Have. I had one we slip really up. So in the six episodes that we've been under these new guidelines for us, we've had one slip up, and it came from me. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty content with that. Uh, check us out on social media: Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, The B Bros Show, uh, themilesbshow.com/slash/TheBBrothersShow. Uh, another episode going in the books, brother B. Uh, hopefully, we'll get a midweek one in this week. Uh, first week at the new job, so we'll see what happens. But uh, say bye-bye, B. Bye-bye.